3: All right, my talkers, it is Tuesday, July 20th, Julia's in, and the one, the only, Lori is back with us to have some fun today.
0: Here we are, sweaty, 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 90 degrees (laughs) all over the country. Julia, you were lucky you got out of Montana when you did, because the fires got even bigger there, and it got even smokier, and they were, like, issuing you know, dire warnings for elderly and babies. To stay inside. To stay did you, inside. Did you feel the effect? Uh we had red eyes in the morning when we were I mean, up at the cabin. just Red eyes. And Casey's asthma was uh highly triggered by breathing clean air back in Minnesota <laughs> <laughs> yeah. today. And uh um yeah, some people noticed it, you know, more than others. And then um When we left the cabin on Sunday and got back to Bozeman, the air quality was better in Bozeman because apparently there's a fire west by Helena Helena, that was uh, making. And we didn't really see blue sky except for in the morning. Oh,
2: that's how smoky it
0: was, which was kind of just the, the positive side of it was that it didn't feel as close to 100 as it was. It, no, it I,
2: I did remember the day that it was kind of um cloudy at the cabin. And, like, and I was like, oh, okay, I don't mind the cloud. Yeah. If that smoke, I don't even mind it because I'm not boiling.
0: Yeah. And then I got, she's probably still uh, fly fishing in Yellowstone. But I got to give a shout out to Carol from Dallas who lives in, or from Texas who lives in Minnesota and has listened to our show from day one because she chased me down in Burger Bob's yesterday. She and her husband were driving down Main Street in Bozeman. And she saw me, and I was Stop. with Casey and one of your sisters. Gina? And she came in. And she's like, "I gotta say hi."
3: Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Did you s-
0: die? I couldn't believe it. I so and and uh, you really impressed uh, the two Gina? nieces oh, yeah. because we had come up with a game over the weekend. Uh, what is your one word thing that describes you? So your one sister was the boss, one of the kids, Sully, was the persuader, mm-hmm. one of the kids called your other sister the mosquito, <laughs> I called myself the celebrity, oh, wow. <laughs> and then,
2: okay. and then you know,
0: she was so nice, and she's like, I've listened to you girls that from is day hysterical one, that she ran and I said to my husband, pull over, there's Lori, I gotta go say
2: hi to her, well, that is. and you know, the funny. one niece works at Burger Bob's, yeah, I know. Yeah. So that was that was right downtown on Main Street. Grant, it's a it's a cool place. Cool. And and let me tell you, Bozeman is packed. I know. Monday
0: shopping. It was, it was like felt like New York City in Soho or something. There were so many people, and we were down there like at eleven. I
2: never even made it. To Main Street. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, no, because we were at the cabin. Then done. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So
0: we always have kind of a shopping lunch day because the flight is always like a. Four did you buy any flight. new
2: shoes at Schnell's? Uh, no, but your sister did. Yeah, I'm sure they have the greatest shoes. Yeah, and she had a free pair. She bought enough to earn a pair of free shoes. Oh, fantastic!
0: And okay. um, I bought a Western. Is, I don't have my thing on. I bought a western a, bra, a western pullover bra, Julia. I have little cowboys
2: and a bucking on broncos I on my see new it pullover I bra. I see it. Okay, that's very cute. It could be a swimsuit. Yeah, it could be a swimsuit. Yeah. Probably. Did and you just was it just fun? It was is fun. It I love fun? downtown
0: Bozeman. I oh, love yeah. you know the shopping and every shop I went into. I asked the gals, do they watch Yellowstone? No, but we heard we should, and I'm like, yes, you should. They the first should. three seasons are on Hulu, and they have. You know, they show downtown
2: Bozeman. Yeah, I know they do. A few
0: times. And so, anyway, yeah, it was just fun. But, man, oh, man, it was. I've never been to the Bozeman Airport when people are spilling down the stairs and down. How packed it was. How packed it was.
2: Well, it's interesting. I mean, Grant, our family has lived there 30-plus years, okay? So the difference in what it was and what it is. And even when you drive up to the airport now, it's like, remember overnight when our airport had parking that went all the way out to the to the golds, oh, yeah, end Jimbo's of the Golds Road. in the yeah. Green Concourse? Yeah. Same thing has happened there. And then, plus, they have two private jet hangers now. <laughs> yeah. Not just one. They've got two, two and a helipad mm-hmm. for the Richie Riches. Yeah, I mean, it is... It's booming out there, but the thing that they have to worry about, and this is something that you know Catherine has talked about for years, is the smoke in August. But now it's seeping into July with the drought this year. Yeah. I mean, that is a big deterrent because their summer is so short. Very much so. Um, and they have that horrible spring. You know, yeah, yeah. Winter's yeah. great, right? Spring is stinky, but the summer is short, and to have all that smoke in the air, yeah. Mm. And then Casey ran into a firefighter buddy
0: of his, really. Who- Uh, Frank Country flies there,
2: you guys. Right now, take advantage
0: of it. Yeah. Um, Ran into a firefighter buddy of his, and he's like, I almost had to cancel this trip. I come every year in July, I stay at the Lewis and Clark Motel, downtown
2: Bozeman. Which is the cutest place in the world that has been renovated about five years ago. It's Darling. It's a
0: motel. Uh, Yeah, it is a motel. And he said, I almost canceled because the rental car was going to be like $2,700 for a week. Remember, I told you it was eighteen hundred for
2: me for two days if I was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. My
3: yeah. Fr- yeah, my friend just went to Alaska and it was over two thousand dollars for a two day, two night, three day trip to rent a car.
2: Yeah, how it's did just
0: crazy? So what, so did he, what do? he did was he, he called, called his, his mo- called the motel. Uh-huh. Saw so, so if they had a shuttle or something. No, because he wanted you know he's likes to go there and you kind of want a car. Of and course you, you do. Rally roam, maybe yep. you're going to yeah, fish yeah. or whatever. And the motel said, "Well, it's some enterprising." Bosmanians, is that sure, what we you call? Them. Yep, have started a rental car company. Fantastic information, and okay. the let the motel know because they all these rental car companies sold off their fleets yep, of car,
2: yep. especially in they're place. up eighty five percent. Yeah,
0: that was just so, in the news today. So they hooked him up with this enterprising couple of guys who started a fleet. However, they've started sure. it, and he got a car for a week for
2: like. Five fifty something or something. something six, yeah. like, normal you, car rental? like a normal car rental. What a great idea. There's, yeah. a,
3: there's another website called Turo. Have you heard of that? No. What it's is like, that? It's basically like Airbnb for cars. Mm-hmm. So people in these type of cities know where Like you can just rent your car out for the weekend and someone will take it like an Airbnb and then yeah. you return it with a full yeah. set of gas. And it's just like you're renting people's cars because the market is so hard to get rental cars right now that they've created what's called Turo.com. T-U-R-O. Okay, Any okay, city you can go idea. in and you can rent. People's cars and yeah. drive them around.
0: Yeah, he was just like I just was like I'm gonna have to cancel my trip for the first time. And they're like, no, no, we've got a, we've got a, somebody for you to call. So anyway, he was happy. But I just really have was astounded because we've done this July trip and you know it's busy, but it is not it's not that busy. It's like exploding it's with people, people traveling and exploding. kids,
2: and yeah,
0: people right. are just wanting to you know get
2: out and don't oh, don't I, blame them. This I've I haven't experienced the smoke though. Really, I mean that's my dad's
0: getting it up in Duluth. They're getting it from uh, Canada. Yeah, I don't know if there's a big fire in, in BWCA. Ontario.
2: You can't use flames anymore. You know, there's mm-hmm. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, people.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, Casey was so bummed when we were at the airport. He goes, "I'm gonna look at the weather," and I go gonna be hot he goes no it's probably only gonna be hot for a few days and he looked he goes oh it's hot for days
2: i I know and i just love it i can't stand it i'm so happy it's hot for a week i love the hot
3: weather i love it too yeah
0: but it is you know like uh
2: where's the rain anytime
3: rain is yeah we could everybody could use some rain well
2: there's a report the lakes the lakes are down so much in minnesota because of the drought and um you know that's a big
0: yeah Yeah. We could use water, people. We could. All right, listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday, July 20th. And uh, while the pandemic is impacting much of the Olympics, the condom tradition shall go on, Julia, but they will not pass out the 160,000 condoms until the closing ceremony. They want people to take them home you, as Grant. a souvenir. Well, no, no. They they want to give them out at the conclusion of the games because they're trying to encourage people to not have contact. Oh well, yeah. And they said we would like you to take these home and raise awareness of HIV and AIDS and wearing condoms. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And of course, now Olympic athletes are showing. How strong the cardboard beds should people find themselves <laughs> in situations? An Irish athlete yesterday, I think it was, uh, a gymnast was jumping up and down on the cardboard anti sex bed. Maybe you guys talked about that or not, but we did. So, anyway, uh, yeah, the cardboard beds and the condoms at the end of the.
2: Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine this is your first Olympics (laughs) and you're the lucky you get to cover it for your TV station or your newspaper or what it is or your organization. And you're so, this is your first Olympics and you go and it's just like no contact with anybody. I mean, it would just be so awful. I mean, you saw Savannah Guthrie this morning on the Today Show. I saw saw Amy Robart on um, Good Morning America. They're like, it's a ghost town here in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. There's no excitement because you can't be around people. Because You're supposed to stay in your hotel. Hotel room. I mean, how? Well, well s- Savannah said uh, that uh, uh, Natalie
0: Morales has got... that People are walking uh, around the hotel. She said we're doing a lot of walking, seeing a lot of the same people. But, um, <laughs> you know... Just
2: lapping on the 15th floor.
0: The... Um, Uh, I remember Hope Solo had told ESPN, she said, you know, that she saw people having sex right out in the open. Okay. That there was so much sex on the grass between buildings and then. At um, other Olympics? Yeah, other Olympics. And then an American rifle shooter, uh, Josh Lakotos, at the Olympics that happened, I guess it would be five years ago now, said, uh, it's a friggin' brothel in the Olympic Village. There's so much sex. Going on because, of course, it's all and this all young, beautiful
2: bodies who are fit and fit as a fiddle. Yeah. And now
0: they have people getting COVID
2: and all of this. 60 people so far have tested positive and they mm-hmm. um, they are talking about. Um, yeah, that is a bummer for those athletes. Only 21% of people of the 126 million people who live in Japan have been um, vaccinated fully. Yeah. So they're so far behind right. us. Right. And so there's just it, no one in, in Tokyo wanted the games to even happen. But here's just a couple facts about mm-hmm. about it. So what they're talking about is how much money, you know, we know how much money we've heard, how much money it costs to host the Olympic Games. It's twenty six billion dollars. Wow. Eighty percent of the population didn't want it to happen. Um, the covid-19 countermeasures alone cost nine hundred million dollars. Um Japan is losing more than 15 billion because they've had to ban the spectators. Right. Oh. So, you know, you think you're hosting this big major event, all the hotel money, all the food money, all the restaurant money that's going to be coming the in. Ticket money. Nothing. 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 Oh, nothing. So it's just really Something. I mean, remember when Greece was hosting it? And we talked about this yesterday, and they went broke, bankrupt. Yep. Remember when it was in Vancouver, and you've got all these unused buildings? I've been and, to Barcelona, and I've seen the, what they've done to the beaches with these... I'm like, what are these big, empty buildings? Right. I wonder if it will make people rethink... I don't know, but I don't know. there's... Um, and Coco Groff had to drop yeah, out I know. of the tennis. I know. She got COVID-19. Are these was, people not vaccinated? People who are vaccinated That's, still can get COVID. It's just not going to affect you like that. But you still then have COVID.
0: Right. And, so and that was my question. It to, you someone it it to, it to someone who's right. unvaccinated who could get really sick. Right. Got it. That's
2: the issue. Yeah. So people, there's a big article right now in the USA Today. You know, yes, people who are vaccinated get COVID, but you aren't. Going to have the effect of it because you've been vaccinated, but yep. you could still give it to unvaccinated people. That's why the rush to get everybody vaccinated. Why don't
0: people could just get vaccinated. Right. Well, My God, if we had to eradicate measles or smallpox right now, we'd be screwed. I know. Right? <laughs> we would be true. totally
2: screwed. Yep. But if you like to watch women's softball, That's starting tonight. Soccer. Those start before the kickoff of the games. Oh, they do. They do. So if you, um, that doesn't seem right. Well, it's just what's happening, Lori. All right. It's just what's happening. Is that because of the? I have no idea. But um, some of the games start before the games. So that is, and everything is on an NBC affiliated station. So NBC Sports Two, NBC whatever. But you can just look. They they are carrying this even Toyota. Has pulled their sponsorship and advertising because they don't want to be associated with the Olympics because it's such, (sighs) it's received so negatively
0: in Japan. And don't forget, you guys, watching gymnastics is only the second most uh, euphoria inducing sports to watch on TV, right besides tennis. Mm -hmm. I know. And Simone is going to get that gold. I know. And then. We took it all, we brought them to our land. How about the, did you and Brittany talk about the whole sexist thing about that women are required
2: to wear bikini bottoms while playing volleyball?
3: No.
0: No,
2: but tell us about that. I've always wondered why they wear those bikini bottoms. They're required to. The Norwegian team got fined $177
0: per player because all of these federations, European, they require you to wear bikini bottoms. Why?
2: Probably some, some guy some guy thing, you know, some volleyball. When it all first started, why would they not so they were in shorts, like short gym shorts. Yeah, boy, shorts. Shorts, boy yeah. shorts. And, and they, they got all fin- got fined for being in violation of not
0: wearing their bikini bottoms. <laughs> well, why don't the men's volleyball
2: wear bikini hey, bottoms? There we go. Speedos. Feels. I okay, who wants the sand on the butt when you're sliding and stuff? The, the ladies, apparently, that's not an issue. Wow, Lori, didn't know that that is pretty sexist. sexist, isn't it? Wow, who would even so who they, they like think they of that? To
0: make the guys wear that, right? So we can see their buns and, and <laughs> thighs of steel, <laughs> honestly. So Anyway,
2: Honestly.
0: The, 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 I, the 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 these uh 2020 Olympian uh condoms they could be like that would be you should save those
2: collector's
3: items
0: collectors item because, what, because
2: you're showing me the the condom but the the foil on the outside has the Olympic rings that's right that and each be, athlete how many do they get I believe
0: they get Ten? probably I think they used to get like like an even dozen
3: yeah, it was what was it? 460,000 of them were done at the last Olympics yes, they were given they, up.
0: They've cut way back. Yeah. So I don't know what the math is. Maybe it's 5.
3: Yeah, but those condoms. will be if if someone gets them out to the collectors market, they mm-hmm. will sell for you could I can see those going for 100 bucks a piece for yeah, a collectors Yeah, cuz normally
0: item. these things would be all used, used up, <laughs> not to be crude. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. You know. Did you ever have to do the
2: class where you pulled a banana? No, 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 Did the no, condom no, on no. the no, banana because no, 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 it was no. Catholic school? Yeah, I went to Catholic yeah. schools. Mm-mm. Did you, Grant? No,
3: I went to Catholic school. That was mm-hmm. not going on I never either.
2: saw the movies you saw. I never saw any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they prevented that mm-hmm.
3: from us. How about the Olympic uh, gymnastics team is just completely avoiding the entire Olympic village? They said because of worries of getting sick, their coach took them completely off-site.
0: Because they're three- Alternates yeah. are positive, right? Yeah, so now they so oh, the whole they, team is gone mm-hmm. off the
3: Olympic Village and they're and putting plenty, them in their own bubble to p- keep Plenty them safe.
0: of hotel space,
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, <laughs> right. They're at the Four Seasons. No, so t- Think about it though, for like the family,
2: I would be so bummed if yes. this was my year to be an Olympic athlete. I'd yeah. be, I mean, or a reporter, I mean, because this is like. The boondocks in the lifetime, lifetime right. and it's already canceled from last right. year, delayed. And, and you'd be so excited, but oh, it uh, just feels. I, I'm going to tune in on Friday night for the opening ceremonies just to see how they fill the stands. Yeah, I
0: am too. I am Just too. to see
2: how creative well, they can be. Listen, if you are an Olympic
0: athlete's parent, know that you're in good company. Bruce Springsteen also could not go and see his daughter compete. So, you know. There you go. That's you're with the boss. You're with the boss. That mm-hmm. You're keeping the same company as the boss. All right. Listen, we come back. We're talking to Amy Mason Doan about her amazing new book, Lady Sunshine. Oh, there, we're just so. thrilled. Is deli- uh, joining us for the LoJ Book Club today. Amy Mason Doan is with us. Her latest book is Lady Sunshine. We're playing uh, California Stars, which is a cover by uh, Wilco and Billy Bragg. And we'll get to why that's important to the story. But welcome, Amy. Hi, Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much
1: for having me. Absolutely.
0: I love that song. Oh, that song is so good. Okay, first give us the synopsis of Lady Sunshine, and then we'll ask you about the song and how that was uh, related for the inspiration of the story.
1: Okay. So Lady Sunshine is about a middle-aged woman named Jackie who inherits a house. On the surface, it's a very simple inheritance story, She's living in Boston. She inherits this house in California, and she says she's just going to quickly fly out there and pack things up and sell it. Um, But, of course, it's not that simple, or there would not be a a novel. (laughs) So we learn, um, as the novel goes on, that this is a place that she had spent a very pivotal summer when she was 17 years old, 20 years before in 1979, mm. uh, it's a sweeping property called the Sandcastle. And we go back and forth between 1979 and 1999 and find out what happened there and why this was such a life-changing summer for Jackie.
0: Well, it's, I mean, Amy, the book, both you and I, it reminded so, us, first of all, of the amazing book that I think we read last summer, Daisy Jones in the yes. sixth, yep, and the Six. Yeah. In that yep, Graham Kingston, who's one of your characters in the story is so real to me. He felt so real. I felt like, oh, like, who is this guy? So give give us the inspiration for writing Lady Sunshine.
1: Yeah, so you played the song. Mm -hmm. A lot of it came from that song, um, which was uh, the lyrics that we heard were written by Woody Guthrie, the late folk artist. Mm -hmm. But after he died, his daughter, Nora, found this treasure trove of song lyrics that had never been recorded. And she worked with the contemporary artists in the 90s on this project called Mermaid Avenue. That's what the, uh, that's the album. And if you haven't heard it, everyone go listen to it immediately. It's gorgeous. So I just loved that idea of, um, song lyrics coming to life after the artist was gone and Mm -hmm. maybe what secrets they might hold. So in Lady Sunshine, the lyrics hold secrets uh, from, about Jackie's Uncle Graham, who was once a great folk artist. Ugh. I just, I,
2: it just set you back in this l- delicious time in the late 70s. I think you said the year was 1979. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, you have a beautiful, um, Elon Hildebrand, you know, Ellen Hildebrand, um, said a delicious daydream of a book she wrote on it. And it really was, this is just, it was it's just so good.
0: a, so, so good.
2: a, a really Thank you. great yeah. read. And I just wanted to know more about their friendship of the cousins. And yeah, about, that was so poignant. That was, uh,
0: between the relationship between the two girls who are really first cousins who don't know each other for whatever the right. family reason is. I, I loved that.
1: Mm hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of wish fulfillment in this story, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of readers, it's just been out for a couple of weeks, but readers have asked me if this is a real place. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's not, but it's a fantasy place for me. It's kind of in a, like an adult fantasy camp. I would love to go there. Oh, and, so um,
2: much. It, so, yeah, you know. that would be so fun. Wait, did you set it? <laughs> is it
0: set north of San, San Francisco? Francisco, like yeah. past Mendocino?
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. so uh a little north of San Francisco, which is where I grew up um even even further north than Napa, almost in Oregon mm. where I am now, so it's a very beautiful part of the state that's still a little bit um undiscovered, yes, believe it or not you you can still walk on the beach and you know be the only person there, yeah,
0: it's beautiful, there, um there is a wildness, isn't there,
1: yes. Yeah, and I wanted to capture that. You know, setting is is pretty important to me. So I think in the book you feel my love for that area, or at least I hope you do. Oh, I do. Um, and yeah. then
0: also, I just want to just because I, I in 1979, I was completely obsessed with Blondie. Okay. <laughs> oh, you whole, were. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was, uh, you know, I was in college and we just thought she was just such a badass and we loved that she was older and we loved everything about it. So I love the whole love that you have for Parallel Lines and Blondie and the set list. I was just, I really was on a binge, you know, remembering how much I loved all that music and you just really did a great job. Thank
1: you. That makes me so happy. Yeah, Jackie, you know, the main character is obsessed with Blondie and kind of the She's this fierce, kind of tougher character. And then her cousin, Willa, who she hasn't met before 1979, is more kind of holding onto the 60s. She's more into the folky mm-hmm. artists and Joan Armitrading and Joan um, Joan Baez and Judy Collins. And, and so they're, they're so different in their musical tastes, but they... Adore each other, yeah, and, so that and you, really is at the heart. If
2: you're just joining us, we're yeah. talking with Amy Mason Doan. The book is Lady Sunshine. Your cover is gorgeous. Yes, that could be Thank the movie you. poster. And you do like yep. you said, you know Willa's love of,
0: and she she and her cousin, you know, in 1979, bond over sharing each other's music with each other. Um, but the Joni Judy, you know, you have a cute way the J's, yeah, the J's. that you
2: re- reference it. Yep. It
0: just it just really is just been one of our favorite books that we've read this year. It just made me
1: so happy reading it. I'm so glad to hear that. You know, it's kind of my love letter to the seventies and um and to the singer songwriters of that mm-hmm. era. Um and I hope I've I've captured that. So yeah, I, obviously, I love all these artists mentioned in the book, um, or they wouldn't be there. Yeah,
0: now I am thinking because your book is called Lady Sunshine. Has Reese Witherspoon and the team from Hello Sunshine optioned your book yet?
1: Well, you know, you need to call her and tell her that it's perfect <laughs> oh, because of the Sunshine thing. Um, no, not not as yet, but you know, fingers crossed. I think I think it would be wonderful as a limited series or a show at some point so yeah yeah, I do I'm a very visual writer and and a lot of reviews have said that I really think in terms of um the pictures that I'm painting in the reader's head so uh I'll let you know and you know fingers crossed I think that would be wonderful I'd love to see these characters come to life well I'm just
0: gonna tweet her I'm gonna be your publicist for five minutes after we (laughs) hang up and I'm gonna tweet uh treat them just so they know that we're still looking yeah. for books for their production company doing some of their work.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's such a, um, you know, it's such a juicy story. And, and of course I'm in love with these characters, but and the book came out June 29th, and I'm—I it's just—it's really fun to start talking to people who've actually read it. because yes. my mm-hmm. editor, you know, right? Um, and who are responding to the to the characters in the story?
0: Did you write this book t- during 2020 during the pandemic, or had you already started oh, it? Yeah.
1: I had started it, but um, we locked down, and I actually. Pitched a tent in my backyard <laughs> to finish this thing. I have a picture of it on my Instagram. Um, I got my old camping Kelty tent, and I just I needed quiet and I needed <sighs> space. And mm-hmm. my my daughter was doing school at home. I had a tween daughter. My husband was working at home on calls all day, and I needed quiet. Uh, so I finished I most of it out there, you know, with the birds. Um, <sighs> Well, that's and why was, you were. I highly recommend. It.
0: Yeah, that's why you were able to write uh, when Willa and her cousin are up in their treehouse space.
1: You know, that's, so perfectly, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the nature part of things is always. Uh, this is my third book, and I, I feel like that's something that's always so important to me is capturing that California setting mm-hmm. and these these beautiful places. So I think it, it really ended up working for me just writing outdoors, and it's something I'll probably continue. That's so um, cool. You know, maybe with a tent, maybe not with a tent. Right, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I did write it, and, and I was missing shows also. You know, we weren't, do, there were no live shows, and, and concerts are a big part of my life. And I think I, I put a few concerts in there based on things that I had attended and, and things that I wished I could attend because mm-hmm. I've missed them so much. Um, so I think that's all in there. It ends up, again, all being wish fulfillment in mm-hmm. my stories.
2: Yeah. It really, well, you know, and one of the things that we, we talk about a lot is, because we're from that era, and how yep. pre-cell phones, and you talk about KTEL, you know, albums, oh, the compilations, yeah. and, you talk, records and Columbia and, yeah. Records yeah. membership, and all those kind of things. It's, it's a, such a nostalgic book. Yeah. And it just yeah. gives you a feeling of... Of just this so different peaceful time where things just happened and everyone didn't know about it the second it happened and things grew more organically and people were calmer it was just it's a soothing book to read if that makes any sense I just felt very peaceful yeah. reading it
1: I love that because you know there's there's tension in the yes, story there but is, it there is yeah book. Because we're talking about 1979 and 1999, so people were very much, um, if they wanted to be, could be cut off from the news and mm-hmm. this area of the sandcastle with its waterfalls yeah. and creeks and cabins and all. It feels kind of cut off from the modern world, yeah. you know, and and I loved that. I think that's. I love the memories that I have as being a little girl in the 70s of just going outdoors all day and Mm -hmm. not having a schedule and certainly not having a phone. Right. Um, So hopefully I captured a bit of that. That makes me happy to hear.
0: And then on the other side of it, the other side of it, is that one of the things that uh, happened with the time before, like social media or being really able to slip aways, it was much easier to keep dark, dark secrets. Yeah. True. You true. know. And there, you there know, there wouldn't be gossip famous, yeah. about it. There wouldn't, it would be right. really mm-hmm. easy. So, some of Graham, you know, he, how he oh, is, right. that's totally, people don't know unless they have been there or whatever, because that just wasn't, you know, that wasn't the vibe. So, it's, I, it's, yeah, it's so good. It's
1: true, especially for a public figure. And yes. yeah, we don't, you know, Chalky just worships him and we see why. And he's he's just an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. kind of a hodgepodge of, of, of the troubled singer-songwriters that I do still admire, yeah. you know, despite their flaws, and but we've learned along with her that, you know, he's, he's far from perfect. Amy, um,
0: has a rocker and, yeah. asked you if they are the inspiration yeah. for Graham Kingston? Has anyone put that out <laughs> to you? I
2: feel like it's Crosby, Stills, Nash, and yeah. All of them. Yeah, I feel like it's There's... all of them. I just felt like I was with them. All
1: four. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely in there. Maybe a little Jackson Brown oh, yeah. and, um, you know, a little James Taylor. Okay. No, not as yet, but, you know. And and Blondie, uh, Debbie Harry hasn't read it yet, but I did just send her a copy because um, I would just love to know that she maybe glanced at it. Oh, I love that.
2: I'm I'm going to tweet her too. I've got a double
1: the
0: tweet
2: assignment for you. She's (laughs) going to be so pleased. Thank you. The (laughs) book is Lady Sunshine. The author, who's written two other books that we we both want to read now, is Amy Mason Doll. And it's just... What a great read. Thank you so much. Um, we have to ask you, what's the last great book you've read?
1: Uh, the last great book I read was called The Wrong Kind of Woman by Sarah McCraw. Another great 70s story. Loved it.
2: Okay,
0: Okay. we're writing it down. All right, it's so good to meet you. Um. Do you want me to Thank copy you. you in on my
1: tweets yes. that I'm going to be yes. blading about? Or are you good <laughs> yes, with that? Please. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm go totally good with it. Do it. Thank uh, you both so much. Okay. Oh, it was our
2: pleasure. And listen to everybody else who's listening. We've got two copies of Lady Sunshine to give away at Give Us a Buzz at 651-641-1071. And maybe it's your turn to win a book. We'll be right back. Is Butter the song of the summer? Uh, no. I like it. It's catchy, but I
0: don't. I. Yeah, here's the thing. We just got to f- deal with it. 2020 doesn't have a song of the summer. Fine. It's whatever song you want to make it. There it's you your go. song because it's, my- it's your year. You didn't have it last year. It was it was levitating.
1: <laughs> and that's what it was last well year. Said. That's
0: when Future Nostalgia came out, and it was everything. I remember yeah. getting a, a text from Casey's daughter when, when Future Nostalgia came out. He said, all you need to do is listen to the, download every song and it's just going to get you through the summer. This is what we're and it's held on to this summer. It's still that good.
2: And I feel that way about. Gaslighter album by The Chicks. Yeah, yeah. So That, I just that think, is my album jam right now. Yeah,
0: I know they're going to declare some streaming th- right. thing, but I just say this summer, you name your own damn song in the summer and play it as much as you want.
2: Permission's been granted yeah. by Miss Lorene. We want to give a shout-out to Raina and Jane, our book club winners, the Lil' J book club winners. We're going to put your books in the mail today, so yeah. we'll be watching for those. The book, Lady Sunshine, Amy Mason Doan. She did have great energy, Lori. Oh,
0: she was. I could have just. I'm totally tweeting Blondie and, and hello, sunshine. Now that I know the right person to Thank tweet you. to. All
2: right, good. Because you know, remember, I, Cause was tweeting, tweet,
0: going- I was tweeting. I was tweeting. Weath directly <laughs> at her Even tweeting. For you to say. I was tweeting Weath at her Twiddle handle. <laughs> right. No, I, God, but I was not tweeting Hello Sunshine, her production company. Right. What a rookie PR mistake. But, Julia, I How do, do have a day job. I am while a taco. You're host. doing
2: it while you're on the air as opposed to buying shoes like I sometimes yeah, no, do. no, I'm going to
0: wait till we go off the air to really give it my all because, you know, I've read Blondie's
2: memoirs. So I feel you like did. I have a connection with her. But you also said she left you high and dry in that memoir. Well, here's the thing.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't say she left us high and dry, but I would say sexually She left out a lot. She left out high and dry, but she did include an important story about being sexually assaulted and how she dealt with it. Okay. And one of the, you know, I mean, it was just kind of like She was very... Now, you have to remember, Deborah Harry is like, I don't know, 76 or 75 or something. So she just had a very different way of handling it, but... She didn't really, you know, she had the long-time relationship with her bandmate, Chris Stein, the guitar player. Right. And then they broke up, I think, probably drugs. Like any good band, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll (laughs) broke it up.
2: But she didn't It gets you together in the first place? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I I wouldn't say, because there's a lot about her book that I remember, you know. And also the fact that she was 10 years older than your average person being played on the radio. Remember, she's... You know, and she's punk. People thought they had no idea she was just kind of this like ageless woman.
2: Right. Right.
0: But she was like 30. I want to say she was 36.
2: Oh, good Lord. You know, she was, yeah. Yeah. In 1979,
0: you know. So, anyway, and women have been dismissed for a lot less, you know. (laughs) I'm just saying for even for that time they still wanted everyone to be lying about you know still probably do lie about your age and do this do oh, that but holly. anyway so I don't know how I'm gonna uh, position it to Debbie but I think I'm just gonna position it to her in a way that hopefully gets a retweet.
2: All right, there we go. <laughs> Is that all I can wish for? Okay, yeah.
0: Julia, I got to tell you this now. I, You know, I didn't look at anything except for pictures of Sharon Stone Stone at the Cannes Film Festival. We got all the pictures. Did you please talk about how she (laughs) stole and owned the Cannes Film Festival? In fact, I would say the over 50 set owned the Cannes Film Festival. First, Helen Mirren in the yellow. Yeah, she looked amazing. Then, Andy McDowell, who showed up with her gray hair. and You know, and then we had... um, Tilda Swinton, who always looks amazing, and I saw the funny, funny picture. Hannah finally did something and included me. Oh, that was kind of nice. I, <laughs> uh, that, that, that meme of Can, oh yeah, <laughs> of Bill Murray yeah. and Timothy that and was Tilda, funny. and I was, I'm like finally i'm getting some recognition that was funny Lori. yeah and then my doppelganger you know sharon and now i'm thinking could i do that hair and well, you have to push it back push I your to, hair put it back yeah well push it back I mean, you could i could i totally could i i don't anyway. know why you don't
2: well julia it's
0: i've gotten old lazy habits what can i say you know we all get into hair ruts I know. And last year, was I don't it growing know. Out, right? Everyone was experimenting last year with their hair, doing nothing or grand dab- dabbing that shoe polish in their hair to right. cover their roots. And- oh
3: yeah, I mean, I let everything grow out for the most part until I got brought back to work. Then yeah. I had to shave.
0: Yeah, and, <laughs> in fact, I laughed and laughed at Lily. Lily, who's married to Lily Allen, who's married to David Harbor. She posed with a bikini. Probably people are yelling at her, but she. Put a goat can and she posed with her legs crossed in her bikini and she
2: said, Been a minute since I got a wax. Oh, yeah, <laughs> funny. Okay. You yes. know, I just thought that was so funny. funny. Okay. You remember the extensions, the hair extension that you and Donnie Double da- Dog dared me to wear around the pool in Vegas, oh, yeah. coming out of my bikini. Yeah.
0: Oh, I wish you would have done that. Oh, I was going to give her, you a hundred
2: bucks. W- it was straight. It was a. Um, granted, it was a. It was a ponytail, curly ponytail. No, holder. it was the straight. Oh, the flat. One. Bush? It was the flat bush, and she wanted me to walk around the pool with Where it coming it? out of my bathing <laughs> suit, so coming out on the sides mm-hmm. of her thighs like mm-hmm. a literal
0: bushwoman. Hundred bucks.
2: Hundred bucks.
3: You didn't do it. I you didn't. didn't do it, but now oh. you
2: would. Now I totally would. Yeah, absolutely. Now you My a... brother-in-law like when I was out there I don't know if they told you yeah. they double dog me um to just keep bending over and pretending I was wearing a thong in front of these people that were on the beach, their beach, because they kind of have this beach, but people have decided they're going to dock there now. Yeah. And so he goes, just go over and skip some rocks in your thong, because that's what all the kids are wearing. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. And so I just kind of made my suit swimsuit look like a thong, and right. I kept just doing these bend and snaps, bend right. and snaps. Oh, God. How lucky <laughs> for those beach girls. I don't know. We laughed, laugh, you know, so hard. And he's like, yes, Bend and snap. Bend and snap. You know, that (laughs) happened
0: to my mom and I and my Aunt Claudia on a beach in, a Habuna beach in Hawaii. We were on a girls' trip, and this guy in a Speedo, yellow Speedo, honest to goodness, got out a little sand shovel and started (laughs) digging a hole in the sand, Grant. So he could put his towel in there, but it was a shallow, and then he did push ups like right in front of us. It was, <laughs> I said to my mom, I said, I, it's I didn't call anybody for this. This is just magic happenings right, right. now. Exactly. Wherever hysterical. you go, magic happens. Well, right, oh, that was magical. Who could have planned for that? Oh, Nobody. Funny. Oh, right. gosh.